3: So here we are in Doha. Can you believe bit, it? Bit funny, isn't it? Here we
1: are together. Yeah. What a treat.
3: Yeah, so this is would you say better than your average Monday night?
1: It's Bizarre. It is Monday, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I've, I've no lost track. Idea. Andy, what? I've been awake for about 24 hours. I have absolutely no <laughs> idea who I am, where I am, or what I'm about to do. And you're just currently leading me to the metro right now. And I'm, I'm yeah. trusting in you. This is how much faith I have in you. Oh, that's that's, that's good to know. That's good to know.
3: <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's... um, Well, so far, you've been here for hours. I've been here for nearly 10 days. And I'm going to go home tomorrow we're on the way to Portugal versus Uruguay in Lusail which is like the northernmost point on the on the Doha metro Um, but it's it's not that far from here but I, I just think like you need and I'll be interested to hear what you think a tonight and b as we go on because you need to get your Doha eye in really it's all just really surreal
1: yeah, you know what? My first impressions, and, and bearing in mind I've only been here for a few hours now, is that everything's really grand. Everything's big, and I know I'm small, so everything <laughs> everything in comparison is. No, it looks big to me as well. It's pretty yeah, big, but yeah. the buildings are colossal. Everything is, you know, a tall skyscraper type of building, and at night, everything when it's lit up, there are just lights everywhere. It's quite. It, it, it does feel like a, a playground in a way, like a manufactured playground, a bit like it has just been dropped here in the middle of nowhere.
3: Heathrow Terminal 5? Yeah. It's it, got a bit of that sort of vibe, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. Have you been on the Metro yet? No, this is my first oh, experience on the Metro. Oh, well, Metro. there you
3: go. Travel 8 galore.
1: This is it's, my first game, and obviously this is... How many have you done now?
3: Um, this has this, this been number seven.
1: Yeah, so you're on game seven, and I'm heading to my first one, so... Bring it on. I'm, I'm looking forward
3: to it. I mean, from home, having just come from what's it like having four games a day when, when <laughs> you're at home? It's
1: been amazing. I think the kickoff times for back at home in England have actually been brilliant because yeah. you wake up in the morning, you've not got to wait long until you've got the 10am kickoff, and then by the time that one's done, you've already pretty much got your one o'clock one around the corner and then four o'clock and seven o'clock are ideal times to watch football, in my opinion. Yeah. So... It's actually been really good watching back-to-back football every single day, and bar a couple of goalless draws, I think as a whole the matches have actually been really entertaining. So I think we've been we've been spoilt a bit by some um, really good football as well. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's
3: the thing. When you talk about the goalless draws, considering like like some of the football has been. Absolutely haywire. I mean, as we make our way to this, Brazil are about to start against Switzerland in game three of four. Mm-hmm. But in the first two games of the day, we've had 11 goals in two games. We were just watching um, Ghana against South Korea in the hotel bar, which was, well, it was just bonkers, really, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was um, amazing but, game. But, yeah, I, I think my overriding feeling at the end of the England-USA game, it wasn't, like, upset the. England didn't win, because I kind of think, oh, that, that, that'll play out, you know, it'll be like the Scotland game in the Euros, but it was just like I'm, I'm, I've had enough of nil-nil draws now, this will this will do me
1: Yeah, what I think is quite funny as well is that even though we are at least three and a bit hours away from kickoff, we're walking to the Metro there's already tonnes of people wearing Ronaldo shirts, in fact there's a family in front of us and three of the five of them have got Portugal shirts on with Ronaldo and despite everything that's been going on back home he is still clearly the main attraction when it comes to watching portugal
3: yeah he is i mean when when i went to the portugal ghana game um the whole stadium did that thing which uh you know i thought i was spending 10 days away from my 11 year old i would be spared that for a little while because he does it about 15 times a day but um apparently not apparently adults do it as well
1: apparently so
3: Are you you going to do it? I
1: was going to say, don't look at me. I will not be doing
3: that. Right, good, good. I I, I think we can agree on that at at, at the very least. But um, yeah, it was was interesting because you know there's been a lot made of you know like non-english england fans for example which as long as they're not being paid to be fans i don't i don't really see a massive mm. issue with you know i mean you know they're international names and it's ronaldo's in the same boat really he's he's an international name yeah and um you know it's interesting they had the uh portuguese fan speaker, you know the the, the guys who come on in, in the shirt and get the, the, the team of G up from the crowd in their native language and he was um, trying to stir up the crowd in Portuguese and I thought well 98 of 100 Ronaldo fans in this place <laughs> do not speak Portuguese it's so true uh, and they're Ronaldo fans rather than Portugal fans yeah. as
1: well it's so true but that's actually kind of one of the beauties of the World Cup is that you do get fans from other nations supporting other countries especially if their country hasn't qualified for the World Cup yeah. as well or if they're a huge fan of an A star player from that country yeah, yeah. it's kind of one of the nicer things about a World Cup sometimes by the way I'm just it's the first time I've been in this area near the metro, yeah. And the buildings around us are incredible like they oh, are mad. amazing. And all of the colors, the bright colors there's pinks, there's blues, there's whites, yellows, everything is lit up. And it's
3: it's Vegas, basically. Isn't it? it
1: literally is like Vegas, but in another desert on the other side of the world,
3: yeah. Yeah, it's, it's at several levels up from Vegas as well. Because when you think of the the stadiums, that playground thing that we talked about beforehand, I think that's—I think that's a really good point. It's, it's exactly like that, isn't it? It's—it's it's just like a massive football theme park. Which, I, you know, like that's I said, I've been here ten days. Like. I, I, I'm still not used to it. I'm yeah. still not used to it. And
1: everywhere you look, there's football fans. Like everyone that is here is here solely for the World Cup. Yeah. Pretty much.
3: In terms of like when you look at it back home, everything looks really easy to get to, yeah. and that's why, for example. Like um, two of my talk colleagues, uh, Adrian Durham and Jim Proudfoot, did the four games in one day on, on Saturday when That's they had the crazy. day off. Uh, I know it's an interesting way to spend your day off, but they did a brilliant job, and they only missed a, a few minutes of football in between all, all, all the various games but um, like the, the, it should be really easy to get to places it is not no. simply because I mean you were saying it before there are so many people, mm-hmm. and this is a pretty a pretty small place, so it gets super congested. I mean, what's your impression about the the volume of people? Is it, is it a bit much, or are you all right with it? Or?
1: Well, do you know it was I would actually have to say that it's the main concern I've had coming here. Is okay. I've been really worried about the overcrowding and yeah. about how it's all going to be managed, mainly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're walking to the metro now, and it's actually really well-organised, in fairness. There's barriers everywhere, so... And we're all walking in the same direction. Everything is very streamlined. But to be fair, right now it's not super busy because we're leaving three and a half hours before kickoff. So yeah, we are. It's, uh, I insisted on that. Yeah, so it's you know that that does help. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the volume of people yet because I've not been to a stadium, so I yeah. think maybe after the game, once I've seen how full it gets and yeah. what it's like getting out of a stadium and getting back onto the metro at the end, I might have a different opinion to it. But right now, everything seems pretty chilled.
3: Yeah, I mean, it is, like, streamlined in the extent that like, what is a 100-yard walk has been turned into a one-kilometre one. Yeah. So, because, because we're in sort of Rome. Yeah. Um, but yeah I, I mean like when, when we think back to like everything before the the Qatar World Cup and of course we heard uh, Kate's series on that as well But like she was saying at the time how the metro was completely deserted I, that, that's the thing that sticks in my mind the fact that this is something that's a facility particularly for the World Cup is so new and it feels to me like you know we'll see how busy it is tonight and we'll, we'll be on it in a few minutes like no one is going to be using this in like three weeks' time. Yeah, and maybe never again.
1: That is the thing, isn't it? Is that this this was all built for this World Cup? Wow! Oh. And so, what will it end up looking like in a few months' time? In a year's time? Yeah. What will the country and the city look like? And what will the stadiums all be used for? I've heard that one of the stadiums is going to be turned into a wedding venue. Yeah. Which right. Is crazy.
3: Well, maybe it's going to be this one, seeing no, as it's I all golden stuff. I think
1: it's the one. The one oh, that you really? went to yesterday. You oh, went there no, really. yesterday, didn't you? Apparently that's going to be turned into a really spectacular wedding venue oh, after so the it's, World Cup.
3: it's a light, a light version, a, a large version of the... Of the marquee. Like, yeah, the <laughs> wedding marquee. <laughs> it's literally that. Yeah. So here we are, anyway, on the Metro. You will find the, um, the distance between when you enter the station and actually hit the train a significant walk.
1: Oh, god, I know, I, I, know I'm in trainers. I know you don't
3: really like walking, but no, uh, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> the
1: biggest fan. But here goes, but let's see, let's
3: see. So, uh, yeah, this is us um, on, the, on the escalator down to the, the, the metro. As you can see, it's only like five stops to lose it's pretty straightforward. There are a few people already, uh, clad in. Portuguese flags. I haven't seen many Uruguayans. You know what I'm saying actually. about? I thought I saw
1: some, but they're actually just the uniform of the people that work in, <laughs> in the uh, metro.
3: <laughs> yeah, like earlier, I saw. Um, you know, it was talking about people from uh, different places, just uh, pick, picking up international teams as, as, as they wish. I saw some uh, Japanese ladies uh, yeah. leaving um, leaving the hotel in uh, Cavani and I think Bentancur. Shirts. love that so uh, yeah at this point we'll be able to spot them because I- I've just seen some of oh actually. there we go yeah right, right, here right. we go we finally spotted Hello. some well this is good that's a good thing.
1: I feel like now I'm on this metro I'm seeing a lot more people um, and it does feel like we're on our way to a football match now
3: see that that's actual adults doing the zoo.
1: yeah that was actual grown up human beings doing the sue quite loudly in the metro in fact quite good sound effects in in the metro isn't there you get a good echo
3: yeah it's very very good echo very pleasing Uh, but uh, so far speaking of that noise that we can still hear behind us yeah there we go there There we go um there there, there are a lot of portugal fans and rather less uruguayan ones would you say
1: i would say at the moment it's about 90 percent portugal fans from what i'm seeing that's considerably more but then we've seen that in some of these World Cup games, haven't we? Where there's been one nation on a couple of occasions that have completely dominated the stadiums. I think yeah. um, the other day, the Australia game, they only had like about 20% of the stadium, didn't they?
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I guess it is a kind of like Stars World Cup because, you know, you think of not, not, not just Messi and Ronaldo, but also the fact that... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> not just... Just we we in, almost lost each
3: other. We almost lost each other. Not just Messi and Ronaldo. I, I really wish people would stop doing that. <laughs> 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 I
1: think so, this is going to be a theme of the night, Andy. I uh, think, th- that's I think it might be, be a regular thing. Look, if you,
3: I will not judge you if you join them by the end.
1: Nah, i ain't judging it. No, right, okay. I'm, I'm, I
3: will judge you if you join them by. the end.
1: I won't judge you because I feel like while you're here, Andy, just get involved. One, <laughs> two. <laughs> I, I, and recognise that one then it was so aggressive is it? This, that sue was an aggressive sue
2: by the way I've just realised this is
1: actually my first ever men's World Cup match I've attended really? Oh, stop yeah really? that I, is exciting because I worked on the Russian World Cup but I did it all from the studio in Australia right. okay. so I've actually not been to a World Cup match before this is really well, exciting how about this for your first
3: stadium for a World
1: Cup game wow it's exactly as it looks in the pictures. It's yeah. absolutely. It looks like a. My first impressions are. It actually looks like a big, shiny boat.
3: It does. I'm getting the boat vibes today. Mm-hmm. Bit Ronaldo on the big screen already.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So um, the good thing about no alcohol at the World Cup. No queue for the concession stand. So, uh, what, what we've got in the bag: two grim-looking hot dogs. Because the thing is, well,
1: I, I, I pointed it out to you. I have seen it yet. It's wrapped up in foil quite nicely. Really? I'm quite well, excited to unwrap.
3: Well, Gab Marcotti said to me the other day, "Why is all the food in boxes? Have they got something to hide?" <laughs>
1: They're hiding the dog of the hut. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might be
3: because the, the, the thing is, um, yeah, we've decided because the food. I have no to one say likes has been dog. <laughs> <laughs> the food has been uniformly
1: not that great. What well, in all, the stadiums? Yeah, it's,
3: it's, it's, it's been pretty rough so far.
1: One of the things that I do have to point out with the experience coming to these stadiums, which remember this is my first game of this World Cup, is you can't pay for anything on any other card other than a Visa.
3: Yeah, well, I had to buy a prepaid Visa card, and that's why I'm offering to buy you more than one hot dog this evening. <laughs>
1: yeah. Because so, uh, I've got to spend it all for tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, we've, uh, we've now used Andy's money up on his card. I feel like you're like my dad, and I'm, I'm using, like, pocket money off you.
3: <laughs> that's kind of how it is. I think we've still got enough uh, for a Bud Zero, if you're interested later. I
1: will li- I would like to try a non-alcoholic Bud. Right. I feel like it's, it's a must, uh, a game, isn't it? Right, so, a passage. Why don't we get to half-time? And then we'll come out and we'll have a non-alcoholic bud.
3: Non-alcoholic buds all around. Let's do it, let's do it.
1: Let's do it.
3: of These days, I'll get through the Portuguese national anthem without singing it.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm
3: just too used to it. Do
1: you love
3: it? It's, it's a good one,
1: yeah. especially
3: since they took out those lines about killing the English and stuff.
1: <laughs> when you hear the national anthems, that's when you know it's time for a World Cup game. It gets you yeah. up for it, doesn't it?
3: So, talking of screaming, Portugal will be attacking our end in the first half because they've just changed ends, which means we're going to get a lot of screaming when this guy gets the ball. Oh! Yeah, just he only had a little touch there. There's going to be a lot of screaming when Ronaldo gets the ball, isn't
1: he? Yeah, I think Around us. And also, we've got the large section of Portugal fans behind this goal that we're sort of sat to the right of, uh, right behind it. Um, majority of the Portugal fans with the flags are, are all on this end of the stadium so I think it's going to get pretty loud there's also a lady in front of us with a banner I'm not sure what it says but it's um blocking my view considerably Fuck, Andy Russell. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: that, that was a pretty flash layoff by Ronaldo and William Cavalier booted it over the top that was old Ronaldo
1: wasn't it that was a bit old Ronaldo and it, it got the fans around us pretty excited but I mean I guess that's what these fans want to see isn't it? The majority of these fans here probably aren't actually from Portugal, they're all Ronaldo fans aren't they?
3: Yeah well I, I was saying to you wasn't I earlier that like um, when they have those like sort of fan party starters to rev the fans up, the, the, the guy they had for um, the game at 974 against Ghana he was um, you know, exhorting everyone to get behind Portugal, but in Portuguese, and obviously ninety-eight out of a hundred fans didn't speak Portuguese. Yeah. So he was just getting nothing back really.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I think the majority of those I guess we could call them neutral fans that love Ronaldo, um, they just want to see him score a goal, pull yeah. off some decent tricks and basically do a bit of showboating, I think. Banging
3: a penalty and do the celebration. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Or realistic.
3: Well, Ronaldo's quite involved in the early stages, isn't he, here in the, in the first 10 minutes. And given that his, his first touch against Ghana was the sort of first touch I would be embarrassed about if <laughs> I was playing five-side, you know, because he looks well short of fitness. There's no two ways around it. Is he, is he beginning to look a little bit sharper? Or uh, I suppose you won't really know until he gets a proper chance at goal, but he's more involved anyway, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he is. Um, it's actually starting to annoy me a bit at how excited they are, every, the fans are around us every time he touches the ball, because... Some of the other players are you know just as exciting and skillful to watch but they're, they're just all absolutely going for it every time he even barely touches the ball yeah it's like, i think this might annoy me after 90 minutes andy i just
3: enjoy the thunderclap <laughs>
1: that annoys me even more <laughs> to remind
3: you of iceland in euro 2016.
1: Yeah.
3: so jules you're going to the england game tomorrow what would you do if someone did a Mexican wave there.
1: Sit in my seat and say, "Shut the fuck up."
3: <laughs> oh, dribbled through. Oh. <laughs> ben Tanker nearly scored one of the goals of the tournament there. Dribbled all the way through, straight at Diogo Costa. In the end, that would have been an amazing goal, wouldn't it?
1: Would have been incredible, and that's what you get, Andy, for threatening me with a wet Mexican wave at the England World game tomorrow. <laughs>
3: Ben shares your anger. Well, <laughs> oh, there we go, half-time. You having a beer, then?
1: Let's go get ourselves a Budweiser Zero. Sponsoring this program, you know? Is that know? what it's
2: called? Ready to pop the question?
3: So did Ronaldo not get a touch?
1: I'm confused by that. I thought Ronaldo did get a touch. Didn't he?
3: It's not. It's a great dummy.
1: Yeah. I mean, from where we are, Andy, we're the other end of the pitch now to where Portugal are attacking. And uh, it looked as though Ronaldo got ahead to it, but obviously not.
3: See, I was just going to make a jolly quip about wouldn't it be great if they were complaining for their club? Oh, hang on. No,
1: do you know what I was actually going to say? previously made in Manchester uh, uh,
3: so basically we thought Cristiano Ronaldo scored it the um, announcer said it was Bruno Fernandes it looked like the Portugal players the Portugal substitutes were right in front of us it looked like, like they were laughing Perhaps a little nervously when it was credited <laughs> to Bruno Fernandes. Not that Cristiano would be annoyed about it or anything like that.
1: Not at all, he'd be absolutely fine he'd with be that. Fine. He'd be he care at all.
3: Here comes Luis Suarez. Darwin's going off.
1: That's, st- that's really surprising, So bas- isn't
3: it? basically, they're going to roll back the years and have Cavani and Suarez up top. I mean,
1: that's interesting. You love to see it, Andy. That's surprising, though, isn't it? Way way way. That- Especially the when they clearly need a goal. Ah. Oh, so
3: Cavani and is going off as well, but he's, although. He's
1: hands on his hips
3: at the moment well, maybe it's difficult to move when you get to that age <laughs> uh, yeah he's got his hands on his hips and he's there I think I put the wrong number up and that's, oh no he is going he is finally going
1: oh that was a bit awkward wasn't it
3: orcs yes
1: I thought we were going to have another Kepa situation
3: there <laughs> Oh, listen to that for Luis Suarez Post. That's Maxi Gomez, I think, who's just come on.
1: Instant impact around the box though. You can tell how the passes have been quicker, haven't they?
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Oh, they're checking for a possible penalty. How pissed off will Ronaldo be if Portugal get a (laughs) pin?
1: Twice in one night. gets denied a goal that he should have had. (laughs) Well, that he thinks he should have had.
3: And as you can hear, it's been given. Uruguay really annoyed. Godin is absolutely doing his nuts. It's for a handball. Oh, that is really harsh.
1: Here we go. What do you reckon, the full hop and skip? Probably.
3: The world needs to see it. It's
1: been a while, hasn't it? Yeah.
3: Isn't he, that I didn't go in.
1: Bruno's absolutely everywhere on the pitch, isn't he? He is, isn't
3: he? I, I cannot put into words how much better Portugal have been than in the last game.
1: I yeah. you I like it's know, been a all much over experience.
3: the shop in, in a yeah. lot of that game. So it's just occurred to me that you've just finished your beer and we're deep into injury time.
1: I'm a slow drinker. Plus, it's not, not the best. It's
3: like people drinking coffees in Greece.
1: <laughs> so who's your man of the match? got to give it to Bruno Fernandes really haven't you Bruno or Bernardo Silva has been lovely to watch tonight hasn't he yeah
3: he really has he really has what about uh, you? Can, can we have can we have a word for old man pepe
1: yeah
3: 39 years old you not not played for weeks he's come in and played like this mad age
1: eight nothing but a number brassel
3: <laughs> all over So there we go, Portugal to Uruguay nil. We're having a look back at Lusail as we walk oh, out of it. It's an amazing stadium, yeah. and uh, you are trying some more stadium-ish <laughs> grub. Yeah.
1: Well... What's, the, was it, what's it called? The hot dog we had from earlier just didn't do it for me, I'm not going to lie. It just no. wasn't wasn't enough. Well, The,
3: the, the bread wasn't edible, let's no, be honest. it wasn't.
1: So now I've got some other type of bread. I've got... Um, I think it's a traditional Qatari thing that they must sell at stadiums but I have forgotten the name that's really bad it it looks like
3: no because you've only seen it once it looks like
1: it looks like a
3: pasty that someone sat on
1: (laughs) it's a really flat meat filled pasty type thing yeah but the the bread is a bit more bready than a pasty pastry yes but um, let's give it a go shall we and then we'll talk about the game Um, I I don't know what meat this is but they said the meat one's better than the cheese one it's
3: like when you're a kid when you get a meat pie that unidentified is just you know it's brown meat isn't it is it like
1: um herby
3: (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm going to get do you know
1: what it's not for me that but um is it not no but you should have a go
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's horrible have some (laughs) I think you should try it alright I am going to try it not Um, the worst thing I've ever eaten but the hot dog was better I'm back to London in the morning um, so I really I need to sap up those many. I think it tastes of,
1: of um, chlorine. Of <laughs> herbs and chlorine mix. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Not. not no, I'm enjoying after.
3: looking back at the stadium though. Yeah. Good match. How was your first ever World Cup finals match, Jules?
1: I know. How exciting! Finally been to see a World Cup game in real life. And
3: um, holy Christ, that's
1: It's disgusting. Isn't <laughs> 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 not the match, the, <laughs> the meat thing. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, actually. First half was a bit slow, wasn't it? It well, felt a bit flat. But um, I think the
3: announcer called it tactical from yeah, Uruguay.
1: Tactical first four five. five. Yes. Um, I actually... I'm one of those football nerdy losers who actually enjoys really good defending, though. Yeah, me so, too. So I didn't mind Uruguay's performance, but just obviously it was just lacking a bit of something. So mm. um, second half, much better. Felt like two completely different teams. Yeah. Um, just both going at each other a bit more, which was good to see. Um, and yeah, we got our card count. We got our card count, didn't we? Yeah. And two goals in the end, both Bruno Fernandes, we think. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first goal.
3: Dubiously intentioned and dubious penalty.
1: Yeah.
3: That I think is one yeah. and two, really, isn't
1: it? Having said that, I still think Portugal deserved to win. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. They're the better chances. They created better opportunities throughout the game.
3: Different team from the first game.
1: Yeah, much improved totally. from the match against Ghana, even though um, Bruno, I think Bruno Fernandes has probably been Portugal's standout player so far, along with Bernardo Silva, well, that, who was the thing. You know, brilliant we're, to watch tonight. He, he
3: was. You know, you know we're talking about that sort of changing of the guard, that changing of generations. going to have to wash is, down some
1: of this meat with is this, this water because uh, I need to get the taste out of my mouth. You, you, you go started. for it. It, it. Do you think this is like
3: the changing of Portugal from Cristiano's team to Bruno's team?
1: It's mm. a really good point, actually, because it did feel like that tonight, didn't it? Especially when the penalty gets awarded when Ronaldo's just been substituted. And Bruno... I mean, that is quite funny. No, it is it? very, very funny, right. actually, especially because of what happened with the goal previously where, um, from where we were sat, it did appear that because of Ronaldo's celebration he got a touch and on the, the big screens in the stadium it looked as though he may have got a glancing a yeah like a little bit of a glancing head on it But a forelock but um, I think we've looked at enough replays now and trust enough people's judgement from home yeah, look, look, just just say snowmows. Marcus has texted us Marcus Speller <laughs> thank you thanks Wells. For clarifying and saying Ronaldo definitely doesn't get a touch to the, on that so it was Bruno's goal um so, yeah, it did feel like that night, really, for Bruno Fernandes. But I feel like it's been coming.
3: Yeah, definitely. So, what are you expecting? When is your next World Cup match? And what are you expecting from your next World Cup match? Uh,
1: hopefully tomorrow. England-Wales. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. As long as the ticket comes through. Um, yeah. I've been sort of almost promised one.
3: Almost promised. <laughs> almost that, promised. That, that that sounds good.
1: So, I'm nearly there. Uh, so, hopefully that'll be, obviously, an England win. Wales have been poor haven't they yeah really so um, yeah I'm looking forward to that good to see England again in real life and my first ever England game at a World Cup so how's your time been in Uh, Qatar it's all over for you now yeah pretty
3: pretty good actually Um, I mean like I said before it's such an unusual surreal place Um, I think you had to come and find out what it was going to be like during the, the World Cup I don't think there will ever be a World Cup like this again and rightly so um, but, but it's, it's been really interesting and I guess from a working perspective just and I, I, I guess a, a football fan's perspective just the opportunity to watch an incredible amount of football in a short time so it feels like even though I've only been here for like ten days nine days ten days it does feel as if I've done a lot of the tournament I think uh, your colleague Hugh Wizencroft was telling me actually earlier that the Brazil Switzerland game marked in terms of games the halfway point of the tournament Wow. Um we're like just a fraction over a week in it.
1: Hugh, also your colleague, by the way. I love that you pointed out he's my colleague. Oh, yeah, he is.
3: He's also your colleague. I'm advertising your product. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for that. It's all right. Yeah, no, it's... Um, I kind of feel the same as you, Andy. I know I've only been here a day, but I've been fascinated to come out here and see it with my own eyes and experience mm. it for myself because, as you say, there are so many things to talk about with this World Cup and there will not yeah. be another one like it. So to be out here and experience it see some of these stadiums that are
3: not going to be there forever yeah
1: they're not but they are out of this world Um, I mean
3: that's that's the thing that I find extraordinary about this the the fact that we're standing here admiring this stadium we're both still looking back at it at at the moment it's all lit
1: up in the night sky and it is it's like I mean you've seen the pictures I'm sure by now if you're listening to this it's it's this sort of big bulb bulby boat thing (laughs) in the middle of the desert and it really stands out because there's not a lot else around other than in the distance some other huge buildings that are all lit up as well like a mini playground of yeah yeah
3: it could be it could be be like Qatar and microcosm because you have a lot of that a lot of a a big something a big extraordinary gaudy something Mm. surrounded by nothing you you, you get that quite a a lot so to think that you know some of these stadiums aren't going to be here in say a year's time um you you know maybe maybe the metro will go back to being empty um this extraordinary temporary swell of the population would have dissipated people would be allowed to go back to school all that sort of stuff um it's crazy
1: isn't it it's, it's
3: remarkable and unprecedented